0: You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com.
1: Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly sponsor us email godstoriesradio at gmail.com and you don't have to be a business to be a blessing visit godstoriesradio.com to donate securely through paypal just press the button
2: you're listening to the god stories radio podcast with mike fritz trish and tina
3: listen to us live on the mixler app also be sure to follow us on
2: iHeartRadio, and you will never miss an episode
4: Hey and welcome to God's Stories Radio. Let me stop that. This is session 139. I'm Fritz.
0: I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on guys? It's been a couple weeks.
4: Man, has it?
0: I was having withdrawals.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's great to be back. How's sure your week is. been, Mikey?
0: Fantastic. Can't, uh, can't say enough. Father, father is um, working in me. I think it's perseverance that he's uh, trying to uh get out of me. So. That work. Yes. <laughs> How about
1: you, babe? What's going on over here? It's just been uh a lot of um a lot of going on, I guess, just trying to keep it all balanced.
4: Yeah, to say the least. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. We must be heading in the right direction of Mikey because that's all I got to say is the uh, well, the way you guys are getting hit. Attack, man.
0: Yeah, the way you're getting hit and attacked and everything else, you've got to be on the right road. I just know it.
4: I just know God's going to blow something up. I can't wait. So, anyway, hey, um, Mikey showed me a few things before the show, but uh, how about our shout outs?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited because uh, we got a Facebook like from Pastor Monzel Ford. Pastor
4: Monzel, I know Thank him. Thank you.
1: We're looking forward Ooh. to having him on the show. Love that brother. We had to reschedule him because of Hurricane Irma. So um, we'll be reaching out soon, Pastor Monzel. Thanks for remembering you us. You And then uh, Myzana Kanzia Smith.
4: I would imagine that's related to, to, to Sarah. Sarah and Owen. Mm-hmm. Yeah excellent thank you
1: and a friend of mine michael munden fellow disney co-worker thanks. michael thank Hi, you very much
4: for liking us on facebook
1: and real yeah. lifer too
4: and real lifer yeah. that's awesome
1: thanks mike
4: that is just awesome
1: <clears throat> and then we have uh two new countries to announce oh
0: boy <laughs>
1: number 62 is venezuela
0: venezuela welcome
4: venezuela yes. fantastic
1: and number 63 is Ethiopia.
4: ethiopia Wow, God bless them!
1: Yes,
4: welcome 63 so countries 63 that we know of. That we know of. of, correct. But it is nice to kind of get off that the, the 61 one plateau that we've started for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but welcome, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. And if you're listening out there in one of those new countries, you know, drop us a line, God Stories Radio at gmail.com let us know you're listening and you're blessed if you have a prayer request you can send it there as well we have many prayer requests tonight um maybe you want to share that um the letter that we got
1: yeah this um, week we got a letter from tracy i'll just use the letter d for her last name um she says i really want to thank you guys so much for this radio station it really is a blessing for me. I'm eight months out of prison now, and I still really struggle hard in my walk with Christ. I only have a handful of people I'm really close with, and a mutual friend of ours um, who is actually also on the show really is like my rock in my walk with Christ. When I tune in, I'm able to get out my out of my head for a while. It's great. I just wanted to let you all know it's true blessing. I have thought sharing my te- about sharing my testimony yet i'm back about i'm i'm sorry i have thought about sharing my testimony yet i'm back at about two weeks clean this station really helps a lot thank you all have a blessed week and then she signs it off with her name
0: all right we love that stuff don't we we sure yeah. do Gives us you, encouragement Tracy. that is
4: encouragement and uh, gets me out of bed in the morning
1: Yeah, for sure.
4: I ain't joking.
1: It's nice to know that, um, you know, everything that we try to to do here, it's making a difference.
4: It really is. I love to get the prayer requests. One, because we know that people are listening. Mm -hmm. And two, we know that they're getting some kind of hope and encouragement. It's been our only agenda from the get-go. And when they entrust us with those prayer requests, I don't take that. That mm-hmm. lightly whatsoever so
0: all right well we have one of them that i want to s- yeah. uh, speak about is uh, our fellow uh, co-host from a few months back trish mm-hmm. yes she's going through some uh physical stuff that the doctors are trying to find out what's going on with her immune system and stuff like that so uh please put uh, trish in your prayer list
4: bless her heart man she's just been through it yeah, mm-hmm. surely if, if it wasn't her, it's been it's been her daughter,
1: right?
4: You know, between those two things would be enough to take me out.
0: And plus, if uh, Satan knows where she's going, he's going to try to do everything he can, just like he is with you guys. You got that right? I'm going to shut him down,
4: ruin his day. <laughs> we got a guest in here that'll ruin his day <laughs> right off. So. Yeah, we want to remember all those prayer requests. We want to remember AJ. Mm -hmm. Um, i got to scratch for my phone real quick. I had a a prayer request come in over Messenger just before the show started. Um, Please pray for my grandson. He's being put on active transplant list for a Mm -hmm. kidney. He doesn't need a liver right now. Well, I certainly know what you're going through. And she sent a picture of him. There he is right there.
1: Wow. Bless his heart. He looks like he's probably about four years old. Mm
4: -hmm. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kim, if you're listening, we will uh, lift him up in prayer for sure.
1: Oh, what a sweet baby.
4: And uh, I thank you for entrusting us with that prayer request. And Mm -hmm. I certainly know where you are right now. Yes, you do. Um, Because, you know... Aubrey story uh she dealt with a liver and a kidney and hurry up and wait it was but uh hey I want to um welcome all of our listeners on Mixler tonight hey I see Craig yeah. on there
1: yay
2: Craig, Craig welcome
4: and uh Tracy and uh Mr. Mark is on with us tonight welcome guys welcome via Mixler welcome and uh we are streaming live now on YouTube I don't know uh if uh the audio is um is good or not uh, it's kind of a test run but we're a good looking bunch so you know go over there and <laughs> and tune in and uh, we have faces for radio check us out on the youtube and uh am not sure what the link is but i you can uh you know just uh search god stories radio on youtube and you can find us so anyway mikey yes. you're gonna introduce our guest buddy Cause, i can uh, do that
0: oh uh, uh, yeah i'm looking forward to this all right, the the guest that we have um it, first off it's been uh, months coming uh but when he gave his testimony a couple of years ago at Real Men uh I kind of related to him because it sounded a little bit started out a little bit like mine and um I spoke to him afterwards and and then just recently I mean in the last 4 or 5 months I've been uh, trying to get him on and he's been he says that God's doing some stuff with him and and uh, just wait. And we waited, and he's here. And I want to introduce you to Guy Sanders. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Well, Guy, God. welcome to the show, Thank buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
4: Man, we're happy
3: you're here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you been look talking good, to too. Lately. I what? You look good, too. Really?
4: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you know, if I was good looking as you, I'd have problems. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be on YouTube. I probably would have wore something different, but. Bah,
4: it's, it's a test run tonight there. I think there's,
3: well, there's three people watching. Okay. Well, there right. you go.
4: Well, you know, leave a comment about guys apparel. Not-
3: <laughs> None of my shirts have sleeves just right off the bat. <laughs> Half of mine don't either. We do love
4: this guy, man. You know, he just calls it like he sees it. So uh, we'll go ahead, buddy.
3: Well, um, it's, um, kind of a typical story for me. I started out I grew up on a farm in Alabama. um, we went to Southern Baptist and primitive Baptist church on the weekends. And, uh, but I was in Catholic preparatory school during the week (laughs) Uh You for punishment. So (laughs) yes, I got it from both sides really. And then, (laughs) but nothing lined up, you know, so, um, growing up, that's the way it went. We, we moved off the farm, moved to Memphis. We tried uh, Presbyterian Methodist Lutheran while I was still attending Catholic preparatory school. And, um,
4: well, you got some good food anyway along the way, because I did. You, I know them Memphis them, and May. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. ladies can cook, baby.
3: Absolutely. Woo. It was good. It was definitely good eating. Um, but Memphis was a was a hard time for me. Um, it was very racial. I got persecuted because I didn't. The uh, school I went to was a Catholic preparatory school, but uh, it was KKK, and um, when I said no, mm-hmm. I got beat up wow run down off got to run off the road they tore up my truck they it was it was bad man i i hated it and um but um i didn't have a relationship with god i didn't know that that's what it was supposed to be you know i would go to church on the weekends especially growing up and the the picture i had of god was the finger pointing at me and Mm -hmm. fire and brimstone and hell and Mm -hmm. and then during the week it was uh getting hit with rulers and told that if i wasn't baptized didn't matter what was going on that i wasn't going to be saved and i was going to hell so i decided to check out (laughs) in my teenage years because there was nothing i could do i was going to go to hell and um but i always i continued my prayer life um i always talked to god and my father instilled in me family um the importance of family and and making sure that you stay close even if there was problems you work it out because it's family and and god was supposed to be part of that family and um, so I talked to him like he was a father but it it still hadn't made a relationship with him
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and uh, moved down here in the early 90s uh, finished up high school wanted to play football UCF in Florida but that didn't work out so I started partying and um, friends offered me some money to, to do some stupid things and I made some even, when, even though my parents gave me everything they could and loved me as much as any parent could a child, I still made very stupid decisions. And uh, Don't we all? Well,
4: you're in good company, yeah, brother. Yeah, so
3: um, I got really lucky. I look back on that part of my life, and um, God was picking me up and carrying me through. I should, uh, honestly, looking back, I should be in jail or dead. Um, I was dealing with some really unsavory people, a cartel out of Mexico and, um, it was bad. It was really bad. And then it came to a, a dark point in my life where I actually I closed everybody out of my life, literally and figuratively. And I wound up in the dark home for three days by myself contemplating, just kinda being done with it. You're tired. Oh okay. yeah. I was, I, I didn't want to, I was letting everybody down in my life. I wasn't accomplishing the things I wanted to. Um, nothing seemed to be working out and everything mounted up against me. And um, the devil gets you, boy. He he's telling you in your ear exactly that. Mm-hmm. And um I wound up sitting under the stairs in my condo um in Waterford Lakes uh with a knife for three days. And I didn't move, in didn't leave oh, the place. Oh wow. And um the third day I just I heard this voice that this was not what you want you don't want to do this. And, um, and immediately felt better. And I, and I got up and carried through the, the misery for the next couple of years of, of my life.
4: The third day wonder if there's any correlation there on yeah, right. like third day.
3: You bring up a good point. I don't know if I've ever looked at it like that, but it was the third day. Well, yeah, God's,
4: he's a numbers God, yes, that's he for is. sure. So uh, that just struck me when you said that, third day. <laughs> it right? was he on got the third up day. and uh, he rose again, you know. And that
1: and, was also the um, the same day that uh, the scales fell, fell from Paul's yes, eyes, eyes too, right? Yep. Oh, that's
4: right, babe. Good point.
3: So, and, and I would... At the moment, it was almost like scales fell off. But then, I, a little further down the road, I picked them back up and, and put them back yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but still, no relationship with God. I was going through the motions. It, I went to. I was a crester. I'd go to uh, mass on Wednesday <laughs> or, or on uh, Easter and on Christmas, term, and, I mean. and, um, but I. And let me just make this clear: I've always been a believer, and I'm, even through those times. I knew there was a God, but I just didn't want to be Christian because it was going to stop all the fun I was having, which I wasn't having that much looking back on it. I just thought I was. Um, and um, wound up getting married. I rushed into a marriage because that's what everybody was doing. and um, had a beautiful daughter and because that was going to solve the problems we were having.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that.
3: Um, and that... <laughs> It wound up it wound up really hurting me because I decided that because of the success that my dad had in his life, which to go off on a real quick tangent, um, he's he's the middle child of five children. Um, they grew up very poor in Pensacola, Florida. And at nine years old, he was kicked out of his house when his parents split. And the two older brothers left. His dad took off to northern Alabama. And and um, his mom took the two babies. And, and he was out on his own. <laughs> And his band teacher followed him home from band practice after high school, found him living in a a culvert uh, close to Davis highway. Wow. uh, Wound up putting him in a foster home uh, with an old couple that used to do it. And they said they weren't taking any more kids and they took him in. And, um, so what's the phrase? He didn't have a pot or a window to throw it out of. He graduated high school with their help. He volunteered for Vietnam, served two tours. Came back, put himself through the University of Florida, even though all the counselors told him he was too dumb to get the degree in chemical engineering. Wow! He uh, he's bullheaded, and I got I've got a lot of that. Um, but he but he wound up going from living in a culvert to teaching team management for one of the largest paper companies in the world, going around the world teaching people how to to really lead people and um, making a lot of money and giving my brother and I things we never had. And, uh, so that pushed me a lot and I, I, it pushed me the wrong way. It pushed me that it was about career and I was trying to catch up with my dad. And if I had, I had to make six figures or a quarter million dollars and, and, um, I fell backwards into banking out of college. Uh, I was only nine courses away from graduating from the university of Florida with a degree in business management and finance and uh, Washington mutual bank swooped me up and offered me a whole lot more money and I should have been making it at 24 years old. And, um, I turned it into a career focused thing. And when the marriage went bad, it was very easy to spend my time at work because mm-hmm. it was my career. And it was, it was very easy for me to what I call rational lie and say that I was doing it for them.
4: A rational lie. I call it Is rational lie. Yeah. I like oh, yeah, I'm going to steal it's, that from you okay. shamelessly. Yeah,
3: It's, I don't rationalize that we rationalize to ourselves. And, uh, so, um, I I was doing it for them and, but I wound up missing most of my, my daughter's life and and I regret it. Um, the marriage obviously uh, was doomed because I wasn't willing to put anything into it and she wasn't either. And so I got divorced and then, um, stayed in banking. I, I, started partying again and doing things I shouldn't. And all of a sudden it kind of came to a halt and there was just a moment where, uh, I wouldn't look back and say, God was talking to me, but it just, it was time for me to change. And I knew it. And so I'd lay in bed at night and pray. And, um, and just, when I say pray, I just laid it out for God. And then I I just had blunt conversations with him. You know, life is a roller coaster, and it keeps throwing me loop-de-loops and I'm, every time I think I'm going up, I'm really going down. And, um, and so I just opened up and talked to him, And, and in that I started describing the life that I wanted and the woman that I needed in in my life to make me whole. And over a series of several months, I started describing this woman and, uh, God brought her into my life through a set of unusual circumstances. But, um, we're, I don't think he ever does anything with usual. No, no, he has <laughs> a he has a very good sense of humor. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, this May we we celebrated. Uh, we got married in nine so this this May we just celebrated eight years together. Fantastic! Congratulations! And congratulations. Yes. You know, congratulations! And we have uh, four awesome kids: uh, two from her first marriage, one from mine, and then we have Caitlin, our youngest. Um, but when we first got got together, um she decided that we needed to go to church and she stayed up crying all night because she knew that I wasn't going to go because I had between the way I was raised through this, the Southern Baptist. And then the Catholic, I had gotten, I got poisoned on the the church structure and,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and, um, we talked about it all the time. We, I loved God. I knew he was there. Um, didn't know how to love him. Didn't understand the Bible fully. And, uh, but she felt that we needed to go. And she came in and told me one night that she was going to get the kids up and go to real life. Uh, Reese had spent uh, one year there in preschool, uh, right at when the building opened. And, um, she goes, we just need to go and I'll just take the kids. And she wasn't going to fight me on it. She knew I mm-hmm. wasn't going to go. And next morning she cried all night. Cause I, she didn't even ask. And I just got up the next morning and she said she was going to get ready. And I got ready and went with her. And, um, in the first six months at attending real life church, uh, I learned more about the Bible, the content of the Bible, and what a relationship looks like with Christ. And Amen. Um, I credit that church for for a lot in my life, and uh, and it's just because the gift of the the uh, pastors that they have there on staff yes. to be able to explain it to to me, the kindergartner. Um, but,
4: <laughs> <laughs> they kind of display it like it's written in crayon for you and it's they, uh, uh it's what you, it takes for me too sometimes
3: and you need it um especially you know the young lady who wrote in and getting clean and and um you know that's i, I didn't understand it because i didn't know it and nobody would take the time to explain it to me and if somebody can take the time and explain it to someone like that on a level where she can take it in and, and Start grasping it and feel comfortable reading the Bible and it's not the these and the thou's and the um then it moves you. It starts to work in you and God talks to you through it. Mm-hmm. Um so we we were hooked, man. And the the I think the biggest thing that hooked me right off the bat, just being honest, was the music. Um uh, at the time Nagler was leading the worship team
2: and
4: man, I'm a it little was, partial to that brother myself. It was, was uh, was, uh it was a had a the concert up in there, to, man. To uh-huh. I've had the opportunity to <laughs> minister with him on drums and it's, uh, I never regret a moment. No
3: man, that he could, they rock the house and it was definitely, that kept us coming back. And, uh, and then John Wilson got a hold of me and, and we got in their Bible study and, and he wound up baptizing me. Um, but over the, over the course of, of all of this and and my relationship is growing with Christ, things in my personal life kind of started blowing up again. Um, And it all started really, uh, I had that back surgery uh, just before we got married. No, sorry, just after we got married. We got married in May and then in September, I had back surgery and um, to replace a disc and the fuse two vertebrae together. And uh, so, let's see, we got married in May. In August, we found out we were pregnant with our youngest and then in September I went in for back surgery and what the doctors didn't warn us is that um, I was basically an invalid for the first three months. And then it took me another three months of really steady work to, to get back to where I was. And uh, so my pregnant wife who was working had a husband that couldn't do anything for himself. And I mean, anything for himself, uh, bathroom dressed. uh, she would have to leave food out for me when she'd leave to go to work. We needed, you know, income. I was on short term disability with, through the bank. and um, So that kind of started everything. And then after six months, you know, I started feeling back and then started feeling really good. And I was always very athletic, played football and volleyball, and um, started getting back to where I could do that again. And um, in June of 2011, I had. And let me back up. Banking got disgusting. Um, <laughs> we uh, we we started doing things that uh, ate me up at night. We weren't treating people like people. And it became uh, high pressure. And, and people are supposed to walk in there. And you're supposed to trust what people are telling you. Mm-hmm. And we were just, I wouldn't comply with what the bank wanted us to do. So, my life was becoming very difficult. And so... I started looking for a job. My doctor told me if I kept up with the bank, I was gonna die of a heart attack. Yeah. And uh, found a job with a friend of mine with an employee leasing company. Um, they place people in jobs and it's actually kind of a cool thing. And they flew me down to South Florida and, and made, my, made me an offer. And and so what I did was I, I took, uh, I put in my, I gave the bank a month because of everything I was involved with, I needed, to train some folks, and and then I told the guys at that leasing company, I'll retire from there on April thirtieth. I'll start with you June first, and I'll have a month to just kind of relax, get things around the house where they need to be. Um, everything was going awesome until May fifteenth, uh, when the company that was hiring me got bought out by another company. Uh
4: huh. It certainly happens.
3: And my job offer went away. And i figured no big deal i've been in banking for 15 years and um i've had the pleasure to work with a lot of great people and uh so started looking and nothing doors were closing doors that shouldn't have closed closed
0: i wonder where I that mean, came from
3: man i mean I, there was slam dunk jobs that i could have walked into and the doors were closing just and it it was blowing me away and um, we always took a trip with the kids. We always go uh, uh, floating down the Rainbow River every June after the kids get out of school. It's a little tradition we have. And went up there with our cousin. big family reunion. We do it and um, had a great well, relaxing weekend. I had my mind off of everything. And we woke up on Sunday morning and uh, everybody thought I was having a heart attack, but it wasn't a heart attack. It was uh, back spasms. And I don't know if you've ever experienced back spasms before, but it's almost like a heart attack. I mean, it, Mm -hmm. the muscles squeeze you so tight, you can't breathe. And, and, uh, turns out they got me, I spent two weeks in the hospital They brought me down here to Lake County and then they transferred me to RMC. They found a tumor on my spine. Oh boy. Uh, it's benign. It's still there. Um, I towed it around with me. It sits right between my spinal cord and, um, what they call what the horse's mane. It's that, a of nerves that run down your back. So, it sits right between there. Oh, boy. And unless it starts growing or they see that the color is changing to malignant, they're not going to try to get it because it very easily could paralyze me if something mm-hmm. were to go wrong. So, it was so bad in the beginning that um, uh, I couldn't do much. Um, almost back to invalid again. And then it got to where I could work with it and, and they put me on some really powerful drugs mm-hmm. and um, the drugs were making me, they decided I'd been on other drugs too long because of my back surgery. So they were going to try something new and the new stuff made me feel like I was locked in inside my body oh. and things were happening. And I, man, it was, it was insane. Yeah. So, um, I decided to throw the drugs out the door and, um, uh, James tells us that when we hurt, we need to go see the elders of our church and have be anointed and then pray over you. And, and that's what I did. Um, And it wasn't like I jumped up and hallelujah, and I'm not in pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was able to start working, I was able to start moving around and doing things without those painkillers and getting back and back on track with my life and start looking for a job. And so remember, that was June of 11. Mm -hmm. So a year goes by and I still don't have a job. Um, We had bought a farm, five acres, and moved out of our neighborhood up to this farm just before the the floor fell out and uh, couldn't sell the other two properties that I had. My dad was battling uh, bladder cancer. So at the time I was making a lot of money at the bank, the house right next door went into foreclosure. So I bought it, moved my dad in there so he could go to Moffitt Cancer Center and then him and mom, they would go back and forth between their place here and the cancer center. Couldn't sell both of those houses when we went to move because the market went in the gutter. And so I got three properties, I got no job, I got four kids, I got a five acre farm. Um, and it's like, what are we doing? And my dad's cancer took a bad turn uh, right at the end of 11. And something Stacy and I had prayed on really early, um, before I left the bank was I had gotten really involved with agricultural lending and olives were coming back to mm-hmm. the East coast and looked seriously at planting olives and it got real close to it. And we were like, you know what, we're, we're going to need this money to live on. We can't spend the last of our money on putting trees in the ground. That's then we got nothing, but we kept coming back to it. And, um, we prayed together uh, because during a one week span, um, God had spoke to both of us separately. And I kind of brought it up one day in an awkward moment and said, Hey, I think we need to talk about the olive trees. And she goes, I'm glad you said that. Cause I was going to tell you, we need to talk about the olive trees. <laughs> and um, so we agreed. There was an outside chance that I was going to win a settlement and uh, get a few bucks. And we expected it to not even be more than 10 grand. So what we did was we we went home, we prayed, we sat down and said, okay, let's figure out again what this is gonna cost to do to do these olive trees and everything involved. Figured out that number, which was much higher than $10,000. Oh, sure. And uh, we prayed specifically on that amount of money on Friday night late. Uh, on Monday morning, I got a call and this like this settlement was supposed to be gear, a year out. Got a call on Monday morning. A the counselor got assigned to it. Was college buddies with my attorney from back in the day, and they wanted to go ahead and settle. And it was almost to the penny what we prayed for.
2: Wow,
0: Koanky dink.
3: So there's no such thing as coincidences. Uh
0: huh.
3: And um,
0: all the little details.
3: So yeah. we put olive trees in. So up on our farm we have 1,100 olive trees. Um, and we're going organic so they're getting very big but it was slow going um, and uh, to answer everybody's questions no we, we don't have a full crop yet so um, I'm hoping next uh, April, May they bloom and we'll have by September we'll have a nice crop but um, the plan was to plant those just after Thanksgiving 2011 and um, my dad went went downhill rapidly, put him in hospice. And so I, I spent my time helping my mother take care of him and, and saying my goodbyes. And, and uh, he passed in just after new year's, um, it was the seventh of January and had all the family there. And I just asked everybody, I said, Hey, I need your help. We got, I got a bunch of trees from California sitting in my barn that I got to get in the ground. And the family showed up, helped me plan all of them before the end of January, and uh, so we had all the trees in the ground, and, and everything's looking like it's going to, you know, take off. Um, I was able to deal with my dad's passing. He was my sounding board. He was my best friend. Uh, he put up with my stupidity and my hard head, but he was a great guy to run stuff by and as a sounding board, and he, he was just blunt and honest, and it was great. And the only way I was able to deal with his passing the way I was, was because of the relationship I had finally started building with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so got the olive trees in, lost my dad. Um, March hit and I lost my, my best friend. Um, he died in his sleep on a business trip.
2: He oh did.
3: man. 30, 36 years old. And uh, his heart stopped and, uh, killed me. And, uh, but again, I knew, I know where those guys are and I know that I'm going to see him again. Right. And, um, I guess I was, it, it comes to a point where you're kind of jealous, you know, they're they're They've won that race. They, they've won their race. Mm-hmm. And they're where right. they're where we were trying to get to, you know? And so that's, it's really how I, I started looking at it and, um, but still I got no job. I got no income and, uh, we've run out of money at this point. I had done real well. Uh, actually God did real well through me with, uh, when I was at the bank with a stock portfolio and everything in my retirement, cause I got to work my own retirement and my stocks and, um, I pulled my pension from the first bank, Washington mutual I worked for. And, um, I was out, we were tapped. And so, what happens next is what my wife and I call like the eight miracles. Um, And I won't get into each and every one of them, but at the last minute of the last hour of the last week of the last month.
0: But his perfect timing.
3: Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk more about that perfect timing, but it showed up when it was needed, Mm -hmm. and it was the exact amount we needed. It wasn't any more. It wasn't any less. It was like the manna that was given. It's exactly what I was thinking about. Here's, here's what you need. And, um, I will tell you one of the, one of the most, uh, it almost jokes me up every time I talk about it. Um, we got to a point and we had, uh, I mean, we got four kids and we had a minivan and, uh, man, the thing was kept breaking down and I remember the story and, we're going through it and through it and through it. And, and we, we only owed like, I think it was less than $1,400 on this, on this minivan and the transmission went out on it.
1: Oh, no.
3: oh boy. And we got, we got no money. And you know, it's one of those things you, you just, if you let the enemy in on, on those moments, you get distracted from, from the, the things you need to be focused on. And yeah, it, but it's
4: it, certainly the intent.
3: Unfortunately, we, 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 we always get caught up in the race around us it's, mm-hmm. it's how quick we can bounce back to what we what we need to be focused on and um so we decided and uh, you know long story short that uh after looking at the numbers it we the warranty was over 500 miles so they wouldn't replace it for free so it's going to cost us 4500 dollars, 4800 dollars to get a new transmission put in this van and you owe 1400 on it yeah. So I told the the guy at Ford called me and said I need an answer, and I said, Well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I gotta, I just need a, another day or so. Let me let me think on it, and I'll call you. And I took off to Cedar Key to see my mom, and and uh, we had uh, had something to deal with up there with some family, and the uh, Ford guy called and said, Mister Sanders, I said, Yeah, and he goes, Your your van's ready. And I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I said, I, I was going to call you and let you know, but if I need to go pick it up or tow it away from there, I can do it. He goes, no, 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 it's, it's fixed. And I freaked out. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I told you that I can't afford to pay the $4,500 I'm turning. We made the decision last night to just hand you the keys and turn it back over. I can't, he goes, no, it it's all good. Just come get it. I said, I'm sorry. What's all good. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, "Somebody came in and, and paid all the money and fixed your van."
1: Wow!
3: And I said, "Well, I, you're going to need to tell me who that was." And he said, "Well, that was the one condition. Um, I can't tell you who did it." And I still don't know to this day who did that. But
0: thank you, Father. Uh, yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Amen to that.
3: And, and I, I had my suspicions about a couple of folks, and and I, I really thought the church had done it, but they didn't. And I still, I don't know. And you know what, I I got at this purpose. I was gonna find out who did it. And then, <laughs> you know, I kind of felt the tapping well, on the shoulder and, you right. and it was like, God, just let it go. It's so it, it, through everything that we go through. It's not just about God working in us for our good. It's about God working in everybody around us through us for everybody's good. And he was able to take somebody who was obviously blessed enough and let them gift something like that to somebody. Mm-hmm. And they weren't bragging about it, you know? So it, it meant a lot. And uh it was cool. So that was that was one of the, the coolest things. But um it got rough. I mean, and we didn't know where the money was coming from and, and the whole time we're going through this, we were still paying the tithe on the weekend that we promised to God when I was still at the bank. Wow. Okay. We tithed We, we tithed the the whole time. As you if know. you were getting
4: that check every week.
3: Yes, and because uh, that's the deal I made with God, and that was between me and Him. It wasn't anybody else. And and um, during this, the John Wilson had used me to start counseling people financially at the church. You know, and, and the Bible talks a lot about money. And one of the biggest things it says about money is you you can't worship two, you can't worship money and God. It just doesn't, you can't do both. And God knew we were going to have trouble with it. And, um, so I was counseling these folks and what, you know, one of the first things out of my mouth was asking folks, are you tithing because there's something called God math and it doesn't add up when you're looking at your budget. But to take that first payment, not a mortgage or a rent or a car payment or groceries and give it to God, something happens in your life. And I, I, all I can tell you is it's God math. It makes zero sense. But when you give God your first fruits Mm -hmm. faithfully, um, he makes things happen and you will see him work in your life. And there's no way to become a, a believer quicker than to give God that money and let him work. And, um, it, it changed Stacy and I, we, she had a really hard time and she, she cried a lot. She broke down a lot. Um, which tore me up because I'm supposed to be the guy providing for my family. Mm-hmm, I'm like, right. I'm that yeah. I'm supposed to be that guy. And, and you know, it, it's hard, especially men, man. We, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we have some pride issues sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah
4: just a little, yeah. Yeah. yeah we
3: You know, and, uh, so it was tough. And then, you know, realizing that, you know what, it's not on me. It's, it's on my faith in God, and God's going to work through me to take care of my family. And through this, he's going to help other people along the way. And one month, one weekend, it came down to the last, and I won't say last penny, but it came down to the last couple bucks in the account to make that tithe. And we looked at each other and we gave, and that's what it was. And, uh, lo and behold, I think it was, we gave the tithe on a Sunday and, uh, Sunday night money showed up out of nowhere mm-hmm. in our bank account. And, um, there's it, it's amazing to watch God do what he can do, which is anything he wants mm-hmm. when he wants. And, um, it comes back to his timing and, um, I've learned a lot about his timing recently. Um, but it worked out. We we gave and we stayed faithful. Uh, it hurt, and it wasn't easy. Uh, it, I don't know that it ever st- stops being not easy, or you know, I don't think it gets. It's not a, a walk in the park ever. I think being a no, Christian he, is
4: defeating the human wisdom is is no walk in the park. And the, you know,
3: it never gets easy. The pull of the world is so consumeristic, and and the battles that we go through is. Uh, believers um it's tough and um so if anybody's a new believer don't think it just gets easy um because the devil's coming after you and, yes he uh, is I used to tell people that you know we, we teach financial classes and um you know you, you'd set up that budget and you talk about the tithe and everybody have a plan and and then I'd get up there and ruin the, the whole thing right at the end and they'd be like we you know we'd pray and I said okay one more thing on your way home today, a tire's going to blow, your transmission's going to fall off under your truck, uh, we're going to get a hailstorm, and you know, you're you going to have a hole in your roof. And everybody's looking at me, I'm like, you've got a plan, you've devoted yourselves to doing something towards God, the enemy is going to hit you. Mm-hmm. And that way, it, if it hits that quick, you're going to give that budget up just that quick, and you won't stick to that. And um, I challenge anybody to, to give and, and it not affect you. Um, it brings you closer to God but um, so anyway we went through these miracles and, and God's working through us uh, it's affecting the people around us um, obviously with somebody paying them money to fix our van um, uh, and I got a, a job with the church um, I had been working with Mr. Tim McCormick doing real help which mm-hmm. man let me tell you that Love that guy. That that guy is uh, something. That's, else. that's who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> is uh, Tim McCormack. Um, he's got a love for God that it's it's a beautiful thing, and he's got a heart for helping people that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, watching him do his thing and work, how he would take real life and or real help and work in people's lives and change entire communities, not just the family we were helping. But he hired me on, and I uh, grew with the church. Uh, as a facilities, uh, director, property manager, and, um, fast forward to October of last year, I left the church after much prayer, um, working there, uh, for an opportunity, a crazy opportunity, which made it even weirder. Um, but there's no such thing as coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a gentleman had found me, um uh, trying to get a uh, greenhouse at our campus so we could start teaching kids about how to grow, to grow their own food again. And that I love that because it brings out the country farmer in me again, and that's that's my roots. And so we started talking and looking at it, and I got excited, and I helped them with some uh, permitting issues with Orange County and Lake County. And, and they came back, the two guys, and offered me equity in the company and a position uh, to help them make this happen and uh Stacy and I prayed and prayed and prayed and it was one of the toughest decisions um I think I'd ever made because I loved doing what I was doing at the church I was I was a part of changing people's lives um one of the coolest days to work was on Friday because none of the pastors were there so if somebody came in if a man came in and needed prayer I was the go-to guy and uh, that's a awesome part of uh your day when you're able to sit down, share, and and help lift somebody up and spur them on. So it was it, was, it wasn't a decision I took lightly, and um, it also put me back in a position where I wasn't earning any money. Um, but Stacy was Stacy got offered a job a year prior to me leaving, uh, running the restaurant there at the church. We looked at the finances and we figured, hey, you know these guys told me we would start making money in ninety worst case 120 days no worries and um, I, it it's awesome uh, it, it didn't work out and it's not working out the way that the picture was painted originally um, it usually doesn't we are and I, I'm not going to get into what we're doing so much is it it fell apart you know and it was four guys who are all uh, well, they are not me. They're all bullheaded and stubborn. And uh when you take three alpha males or four alpha males and you put them in a room together, yeah. and um, but we we we're doing something that that quite literally can change the world. We can take and feed people in parts of the world literally and spiritually, uh, and and do God's work and um. So it started falling apart in April and um, so there the three of us, there's three of us that are very like-minded we're, we're Christians and and even though we're we're all stubborn and bullheaded, we know that this is this is it. So we've spent the past couple months doing pulling it all back up, uh, changing it into our vision and moving forward. And we had a show last month it was supposed to be in september uh and it went it went so well it's actually a little overwhelming um (laughs) still don't have any money coming in uh it's been another year and uh we've learned to live on a little and um god just keeps providing in ways and Mm -hmm. i can't i can't tell you the the ways that god's provided it it's it's insane
4: i tell you when you when you get in his channel um, and you're doing his work and you just just get out of his way yeah, and just watch. I mean, he, even with God's stories radio, I can honestly say that we went through some down times where we weren't even on the air um, for a couple of months at a time. And God still grew it because when he blesses it and ordains mm-hmm. it, you know, I've tried to quit.
3: He wouldn't want me. Good luck. Yeah, if he doesn't want you to, no, <laughs> no. And that's I, I. I really need to apologize to Mike because um, Mike had asked me months ago to do this, and I kept saying no. And my plan—let me just emphasize that—my plan was to have this. Awesome testimony that was powerful and and it was going to have this fairy tale ending. So when I did this, I could come in and tell you that I'm a billionaire and the company went wild <laughs> and I hit the home run, grand slam, you know. And um, but that's not the case.
0: Well, not yet. No, not yet. Not but, yet. But right? God. Well, the, it, in the in the Bible, it's uh, Proverbs. I think it is Proverbs eight twelve. I wisdom dwell with prudence and can get the knowledge of woody inventions
3: look at you man you're killing you're knocking me down it just (laughs) you you guys inspire me you really do and 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 what god told me god's god's basically said guy your plan's not the plan my plan's the plan Mm -hmm. and my plan's a always work out better than yours. I shut a mouthful there. So yeah. what you need to do is you need to go tell them the story because it's not the impact about the story is not a fairy tale ending. It's, it's about the things you go through and the things you see and about my timing. And if you go on our website and look, our core values is one of them is faith. And it's, it's not about our timing. It's about God's. And, um, I can already tell you people are
4: writing in on Mixler saying that how much they love the testimony and and uh, several people have said how it's it's ministering to speaking to them. So
3: tonight that's that's all uh, I that's right on time, brother. That's awesome. And and it is. is. And that's again, there's no such thing as coincidences. No, it's worked out the way God wants it to. That's right. And if you haven't figured it out yet, everything's going to work out the way God wants it to, whether or not you want it to or not. Right. Um, Well,
0: you had your your sit down with him told him how you wanted it to work out well,
3: right and and he nodded his head you know i was like no no that's not how it's gonna so work
4: we've out. all had that roundtable discussion oh, a, with a number I of
3: times them. probably once a week yes it, so i i really i gotta tell you it, it just me keep telling mike wait wait just wait
0: just wait i gotta well that's just, that's just the way wait. you said it too just God's wait. working and, and just it's, it's coming. And just wait,
3: just wait. God's got something big, man. Just, just wait, and, you know, and God's like, no, you need to go do this right now. Um, so it it's worked out perfectly. And because it's not about it's not about a fairy tale ending. What it's about is um, I'm still in it. We're all in it. We're always going to be in it. There's always a storm. There's
2: mm-hmm.
3: but it's how you're looking at it are you walking that by yourself or do you, are you walking side by side with God is Christ right there with you? And uh, if that's the case, then you're not, you're not in any trouble at all. And even if you're down to your last penny, if you're walking with him, he's got a plan. Sure does. So let me tell you one more story. Um, and I hesitated to tell this to the guys at real men because for those of you listening, um, there were some big burly dudes in there and, mm-hmm. and it's manly men, you know? And, um, and it was, let me just tell the story and you'll understand why. Um, going back to when I was unemployed and we had put the trees in, the olive trees in, and there was no money and we were out of everything and it was desperate times. My wife's crying all the time, wanting to know what we're going to do. And, um, I've got, i got my iPod in and I'm listening to Christian music. And that was my getaway time getting on that riding lawnmower and getting out there and working and mowing. And I've been mowing, uh, for about two hours and I was singing praise music and talking to God and, and, uh, I got frustrated again. And I, I just kept saying, you know, why? why is this like this why why is it not working out you know why why is it thing why are why 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 why, why isn't it <laughs> and um not what am i supposed to be looking for not what am i supposed to be learning not not where am i supposed to be going what what plan do you have for me you it weren't was,
4: quite appreciating the journey at that no, point, were you? no i was uh, not no, I'm man, getting no. that sense
3: And it it was turning into a sense of panic. I was working myself up and and I'm talking to God and I'm working myself up, you know, and which was also aggravating on top of it because that should be helping me. And all of a sudden my music went quiet. The lawnmower went quiet and I just heard a voice. You worry about the trees. I'll take care of everything else. (laughs) The lawnmower noise came back. The music in my headphones came back. And I'm looking around and I was like, that, that was awesome. <laughs> and then like two seconds go by and all of a sudden it was like, wait, that dude, you just wanted to hear that so bad that you just made that up in your head. Yeah, there you and go. that wasn't, that out. wasn't real. Mm-hmm. That was, man, you, you've become so desperate that you just made you up just a made whole that up hearing thing in up. your mm-hmm. head. You were one sick puppy. Wishful and, thinking. Yeah. And, uh, the music went quiet. The lawnmower went quiet. You take care of these trees. I'll take care of everything else. And everything came back. Music came back. Lawnmower came back. This is the second time? Yeah. <laughs> so within within 60 seconds, <laughs> twice. Yeah. So I'm just now blown away because now I'm not crazy. Uh, this <laughs> mm-hmm. happened. And, and that was confirmation. Oh, that was confirmation. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kept mowing so and now i'm like okay god's good yeah yeah this is awesome god's got me and uh all of a sudden it was um the music didn't go quiet again and the lawnmower didn't go quiet again but i don't know how to describe it if you felt it, you know what i'm talking about but when when god has something that he wants you to do and he wants you to do it right now like go talk to that person that's crying over there or whatever it may be. It feels like somebody's just got a hold of you inside and he's trying to pull you in that direction. You bet. And, um, the, the, the feeling was you need to stop what you're doing and go tell Stacy right now about what God just told you right now. No, my wife, my wife's going through enough already. If I go in and tell her that, that may be grounds for relationship dismissal. I'm not doing that. <laughs> She's going to think I'm insane. You know, here's here's a guy who's not working or supporting his family. I'm out here mowing, and we'll run in there and tell her, I heard God tell me that it's going to be okay. No, that's not a good idea. You need to go inside and tell your wife right now. No, no, I'm not doing that. That's that's not going to happen. And about that time.
1: You're a stubborn guy, oh, aren't you? Oh, <laughs>
3: I hope my wife's not listening right now. But anyway, uh, about that time, a brand new wheel, metal broke off the mower and it went in the dirt. Oh, and you had to stop. And I was done. And I just sat there for a second and I said, this isn't happening. This is not happening. I love it. And I, I, so I got up and I've got this, I must have this look on my face because I'm I'm shaking my head and I'm, it's probably a half grin and I walk in the house and Stacy turns around looks at me in the kitchen. She goes, what? And I go, n- nothing, n- nothing. And I walk in and I'm washing my hands and she goes, what is going on with you? I said, I said you gonna think I am nuts and I really don't want to tell you this. And she goes, guy, we already know you're nuts, but what's going on? <laughs> and um, I looked at her and I said, baby, the music went quiet, the llama went quiet. God said, as long as I take care of these trees, he's gonna take care of us and not to worry about anything else. And that's when I thought that she was just gonna pack up and take the kids and leave. And <laughs> um I just had that look on my face. And it must have been just crazy. But she she grabbed a hold of me and and told me she loved me and that um, she was there. And Looking back on it, I don't think that day, that moment, that it had sunk in. And but over the next couple of days, she got confirmation. And um, I haven't heard his voice or or the voice again. Um, I yearn for it. Mm-hmm. Um. But but it was an awesome moment, and and I know some guys that's real men that night didn't chose not to believe me, but. Um, it happened. It was it was uh, one of those moments that you're never going to forget, but you want to try to remember it more often than not. And God took time. and the, the other argument that the devil or the thing that the devil whispered in your ear is that you're not worth his time. That
2: mm-hmm. God's
3: big and mighty and yep. you're a little speck of dust and, and he's not worth the time for him to take out of his day and to tell you that that you're special and that he loves you and all you got to do is worry about those trees and he'll take care of you.
4: You know what I find interesting about that, too, guys? You said you were out there for a couple of hours before that mm-hmm. the incident took place and you were singing praises and, and praying. It's almost like you were tilling the soil for that thing to happen, mm-hmm. for God to speak to you like that, you know.
3: And I, it's a special place to pray up there in the olive trees, man. It, it's... Uh, you can feel God's presence again. Never haven't heard a voice like that ever again, but it's an awesome thing to know that our awesome God who has created more than we can ever fathom knows the amount of hair on my head and he's, Mm -hmm. he's got them numbered and he'll take time to tell me that he loves me and the enemy to take that and try to get, try to take it away from you. Um, so long story short it's been a struggle but through it all not only um have my wife and i grown closer together which in most situations like that in today's world oh, yeah it's done it throws you into a spiral stacy and i are closer she's my best friend um it doesn't hurt that she loves football as much as i do um <laughs> no it never does But we, no um but um We've grown so much closer to God because of what we've been through. Um, I'm not saying again, go back to it's it's not easy because we get caught up in this world and mm-hmm. and the things around us, but we focus quicker and quicker and quicker back on God through these trials and we know that He's got us. It may not be yeah. the outcome that we want in the immediate and it may not be even that he's working something in my life it may be for somebody's benefit around me and i may never know that right but he's working and we have to have faith in his plan and just know that that's it's
0: all it's all faith building yes amen and to it's that. a
3: constant faith building. Mm-hmm. yep and just knowing that no matter what you're going through if it's uh fresh out of jail uh, clean for two weeks uh you've got family going through health problems it all boils down to no matter what those outcomes are, good or bad, the way we see it in the immediate, God's got a plan and it's going to work everything to his glory and our ultimate good.
0: Amen.
3: Mm-hmm. We, we just don't see it because we're <laughs> so focused on the world around yeah, that's us.
4: That's right. We can't see around the corner. No.
1: Wow. That was amazing.
0: Thank you. That was it was a great testimony. It was oh, worth waiting know, right? for. Yeah. We were right on time too, boy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. This yeah, this has was
4: been really to cool. Be I got to do this again. It, it was. was. It really, really was. Because there's like We always say there's some ones out there that needed to hear what Guy had to say. Absolutely. And um, we're looking forward to to uh, getting the feedback on this testimony. I mean, I've already had several people on Mixler, <laughs> popping me messages saying uh, how they've enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Um, very, very mm, much so.
3: Cool. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. I'm gonna come back and do this again. I yeah. won't do the testimony, but this is really cool. Yeah. Man, you're it's welcome.
4: You're welcome yeah. anytime, brother. This cool. is this is consider this your home as well. And Sweet. Uh, maybe just maybe the Lord will prick the wife to That's come in. That's what I was and, thinking.
3: Uh, she's got an incredible story, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know. She's. I know she does. She's and, got an incredible uh, story. We'd, we'd love to hear it. Cool. I know there's sixty. <laughs> four countries that would love to hear it
2: yeah. absolutely
3: cool <laughs> we'll start planting that seed <laughs> uh, there you go <clears> the gotta bring we'll the see. rain so okay, you, you got that seeds. right yes olive
4: <laughs> seeds
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and i'd uh i'd also like to uh to uh be the uh recipient of the first fruits there uh okay. when they when they come in
3: absolutely what we, kind of olives
4: we love us uh, some olives around here
3: who Arbequinas. they're the highest of oil content of any of the varieties um, and that's what we're doing it for—is for olive oil. Yeah, yeah.
2: awesome.
3: Um, but our greenhouses, man, I got a ton of vegetables and got it going yeah. on out there in the farm, man.
1: I'd love to come see it Absolutely. sometime.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to be out there in God's country. Oh no, man, go pray it. in the olives.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> it's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Where did Jesus used to pray all the
3: time? Well, there yeah. you go, Mount, 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 Mount of Olives. Mount. Yeah. Where was the last place he went to pray? Mount of Olives. So, yeah it's uh it's neat it's neat that was session 139 you
4: got that right man I feel blessed I just want to thank everybody that tuned in on Mixler and uh for those of you that tuned in on YouTube uh, I'm sorry I had my back to you all night you guys wave at everybody uh in YouTube land out there (laughs) I see Tracy still on with us thanks for hanging out with us for the whole thing and uh this will be uh ready for download as of tomorrow so uh that about wraps it up for session. Well, wait a minute. I don't want to wrap it up yet. I, um, I just feel uh, that there's somebody out there that wants to give their testimony. And, you know, if you can't be here as Guy is, you can always call in. Or you can write us, godstoriesradio at gmail.com. And we've read testimonies online before. We have. And we're not afraid to read them. They're and we've the, also
0: read not even a full testimony, just a, a God snippet in the day. A snippet of
4: a day. Yep. That's right. A guy wrote in, and man, what a powerful little that was. little story. Absolutely. And, uh, they're every bit as powerful, and we'll, and we'll be glad to read them. So, you know, if the Lord is uh, is tugging on your heart to tell your story, don't think as uh it's insignificant or uh, every story is unique and it's something that somebody needs to hear and that's going to encourage somebody around the world mm. so god stories radio at gmail.com and as mikey always says you, you can, can tweet us you can tweet us on <laughs> uh, on twitter and and like us on facebook too uh, we appreciate that and follow us on itunes radio if you follow I, us on itunes i heart oh uh, huh? uh, yeah iTunes Radio, iHeart Radio. <laughs> uh, iTunes, you can follow us as well. But uh, iHeart Radio is... Yes, uh, if you
0: listen to us on iHeart, please follow
4: us. Yeah, and that way you'll you'll never miss an episode uh, ever again. And uh, we greatly appreciate that. So that about wraps it up. Thanks for hanging out with us at Session 139. I'm Fritz. I'm
0: Mike.
1: And I'm Tina.
4: God
2: bless. God bless. God bless. In this time of desperation... All we know is doubt and fear, there is only one foundation, we believe, we believe. of fiction we believe that he conquered death we believe in the resurrection